Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, Randall, Steve here. And Larson, welcome to Going In Raw Countdown, the only top 10 countdown list type show. Right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available yeah. wherever fine podcasts are available, yes. including CastBox. We've got a fantastic partnership with CastBox. It's a great app. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. We're also on Patreon, yes. patreon.com slash Stephen Larson. Correct. Um, all sorts of contribution tiers from $1 to $200,000. Oh, yeah. No true. one's contributed to $200,000 tier yet. True. Um, great rewards associated with every tier. If you give us $200,000, I will too sweet Steve. Yes. We haven't pushed that tier enough for in a long time. No, we haven't because uh, I would be horrified if somebody actually dropped $200,000. Well, I would be too. I'd want us to give it all to charity. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't do that though. I wouldn't go that far. I would take the money for sure. Oh, me? Erase well, all some that of credit it. card debt. Some of it for charity. 10%. 50. No. No. Yeah. You can yeah. take you can take your 50% if you want. Good. I'll be the good person. <laughs> awesome. You're also at slash you're a great person. You're sitting there looking like an idiot while I'm counting ducks. No, man. I'll be feeling great. Because you ain't got none. No, I'll still have some. I'll give half of mine. Oh, okay. I'll have all of mine. I mean, Uncle Sam's got to take a good chunk of it first. You can give half of yours, and I'll take half credit for yours. All right. Anyways. We're also on Pro Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com slash going in raw. True. Great design. Sure, there'll be more to come. Yeah, absolutely. And we got something special coming up next week, I think. Yes. Um, something to get really excited about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this week we're doing things a little bit different here on Countout. We're not doing complimentary episodes. Right, yeah. So usually we do two episodes that sort of look at the same subject from different angles. Um, uh, this week, because there were two kind of major-ish things that happened in the world of the WWE and wrestling. Uh, our other video focuses on WWE 2K19, given that AJ Styles was uh, announced as the cover star for uh, the video game. We took a look at things that we want to see in the game. This episode is completely different because of the release of Big Cass. What's his real name? William Morrissey. William Morrissey, Morrissey yeah. Okay. Um, because he got released. It was fairly shocking. Kind of came out of nowhere. He just, Didn't he, see it. You know, he just came off a pretty good match against Daniel Bryan at Money of the Bank. Yeah. Um, he had just returned from, from uh, ACL surgery. Right after WrestleMania, so he's only been back a matter of uh, I don't know, a month, and, two and a half months or so. I mean, we had heard that. So there like, was that one issue. There was one incident that we had heard about that had made the dirt sheets uh, when uh, in the build for his feud with Daniel Bryan, uh, he introduced uh, the little person that was dressed up like Daniel Bryan, and uh, apparently he defied Vince McMahon's uh, orders. Uh, when he gave him a bit of a, a you know a kayfabe beatdown, yeah, um, and Vince said no, just big boot, and then that's it. Um, Nonetheless, so, he proceeded yeah. to 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 go with the beatdown. Yeah, and so there was that incident 
Um, we really hadn't heard of anything else. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe they just, maybe that was, maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back, but they just wanted to complete their run with Daniel Bryan and Big Cass and then let him go. Um, we are filming this on the day of his release. It's Tuesday today. Obviously, this goes up on Saturday. Yeah, so we don't know a whole lot of details, you know, uh, or you rumors. Did, you did say, was it Alvarez that said? Yeah, that, that there, there was this meeting backstage today at SmackDown, and it was decided that he was going to be like, oh, and that was all. That was it. That was so, it. So we don't know anything else about it. Maybe in the interim, maybe between Tuesday and, and when this goes up, there will be more information about it. I'm sure maybe we talked about it on yesterday's Dirt Sheet. I have no idea we're doing this on Tuesday. We yeah. just found out about it hours ago. Um, so in keeping with that, uh, we went out and found uh, nine other uh, fairly shocking releases from the WWE. So we're yeah. going to run them down here. Number 10. 10. Damian Sandow. Man, this one was a bummer. Um, yeah. So he was released on May 6, 2016. Um, and he, even before this, had a fairly up and down WWE career. Of course, he debuted as... Your intellectual savior, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Yeah, he was doing no, fantastic work. He won Money in the Bank with that gimmick. Yeah, um, and then cashed in on John Cena and lost yeah. on like an episode of Raw. Yeah, um, which was a bummer. And then he was just kind of pushed down the card, didn't do anything with him. Um, and then he was a Miz's like protege or something, mm-hmm. and he started mimicking Miz's uh, movements throughout their matches. And it was getting super over. Yeah. Like it was people, people really like the crazy thing about Damian Sandow is that so sometimes wrestlers can do things to get over with the fans that doesn't really, that doesn't really betray a sense that they have a higher ceiling than the WWE has given them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. Um, so the flip side of that, Daniel Bryan, for example, there was the rumor that he wasn't pushed as hard as they probably could have because they felt Vince felt it was just the yes chant getting over yeah. and not Daniel Bryan. Um, well, we knew that wasn't true. I felt that Sandow, the reactions he was getting was indicative of his creativity and how much more he could bring. I was really bummed out when he had that failed cash in. That was a big bummer because mm-hmm. I thought that he was money. I really, oh, he even, remember he, he won the briefcase and then, and then uh, like, Covered the briefcase in leather, so it looked more oh, sophisticated it looked nice. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah it looked good. Um, so this was this was fairly this was crazy. Like he was, you know, as a heel when he was doing the intellectual savior stuff, um, he was over as a heel. Oh yeah, you, you know, and it was obvious that there that there's a lot going on up there. You know, he seemed like a really smart guy who was doing really good work. Um, and then when he was doing the the stunt man stuff. Man, people just ate it up. Yeah, partially because they all understood how good he could be, how like what his potential well, could I, I, be. It was, it was it was plainly evident that he took a, a gimmick that could have been really bad. Yeah, right. And made it work. Yeah, and gave it his all and got it over. He was, um, and you don't have it here, and I forget who it was, but he was. Uh, I think the one like the last one announced on a group of other re- of releases that all of the other ones made sense. And then it was Sandown. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was a, this was a total bummer. I think his last, one of his last major programs was when he and Curtis Axel uh, teamed up mm-hmm. as what the, the meta powers were mm-hmm. as macho uh, Sandow. Oh, so here we go. Sorry, not to cut you off. Uh, Hornswoggle, Alex Riley, Zeb Coulter, El Torito, Cameron, Santino, uh, Wade Barrett, and uh, Damian Sandow were all released on the same day on May 6th. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, you know, like Barrett was fairly checked out, and I think he was just riding out his contract yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Santino, I think, was actually injured. So that's yeah, he the, was. Yeah, that wasn't a big deal. But um, El Torito, Cameron, Alex Riley, Hornswoggle, none of those were fairly surprising. Yeah, and um, then just a couple, like, matter of th- two weeks later, Cody Rhodes was granted his release. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, oh, and Adam Rose also mm-hmm. those yeah that kind of made sense. Man, that was a 2016 was a pretty massive Rough year year for releases. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Damian Sandow, number ten, number nine, nine. Oh, get to it. There we go. James Ellsworth. I so he's doing good work he with was Carmella. Doing great work with Carmella. They kept on teasing them, kind of, you know, breaking apart. They, yeah, they creative had a fairly complex uh, relationship for them. Yeah, <laughs> seemingly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ellsworth lost a, a intergender match against intergender match against Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. um, and then shortly after that, like a week later, he was he was gone. Yeah, um, and like his last appearance, I think it was like a house show or something. Everybody in the SmackDown Women's Division executed their finishers on him, and then that was it for him. It seemed to be amicable, from what I understand, from what I remember, he was simply at the end of his contract. And the WWE at the time might have been, and it wasn't that long ago, um, was in a bit of a cost-cutting move uh, or mode. Um, and so they simply didn't renew his contract. I mm-hmm, think that was mm-hmm. the deal. Um, and, you know, he had nothing but great things to, to say about the company. After the fact, uh, you know, he had a decent run uh, doing his thing on the yeah. independent circuit. Yeah. He landed an impact. He challenged for the NWA title. He created his own intergender title. Mm-hmm. So he was making good moves, and, and he seemed happy. He seemed totally at peace. And uh, really seemed to revel in his, you know, newfound recognition from yes. the WWE. So it's really not surprising that once WWE, it, it wouldn't surprise me if if the if the people in creative were sort of just looking for reasons to bring him back because oh I, yeah, I really do think that he added something to the Carmella package. Oh, he did definitely. Yeah, um, and so uh, we just saw his return uh, this past uh, Sunday. Um, almost a week ago uh, at uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And, uh, again, we're filming this on Tuesday prior to SmackDown, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going to assume that he's sticking around for a little bit. I would guess so, At least yeah. as long as Carmella's champ. November. Oh, well, yes, that was yeah, less than a year ago. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, about seven months ago. Okay. Number eight. Eight. Big Cass. Of course, this one just happened. It was pretty shocking, as we said, the intro. Moments ago. Uh, he just came off a pretty high-profile feud in a pretty good match mm-hmm. uh, against Daniel Bryan. That match at Money in the Bank, they gave it a lot of time. He held his own, um, you know, because Daniel Bryan's one of the best in the entire business. Sure. Um, and and I think afterward, we were both really impressed with his performance. Yeah. And it yeah. was so pretty surprising, given that he was just in a major storyline, given that he had just... Um, probably put on the best match of his career mm-hmm. he got released yeah so you know if it was that one incident um by itself that eventually led to his release and they were just waiting for the storyline to play out or if there's other stuff going on mm-hmm. who knows at this point on tuesday um but it's still really shocking it happened yeah i know i mean obviously over the next couple of days and weeks we'll get more information um uh, it'll be interesting it's it's funny if this had happened six months ago um Probably if it, this is happening a year ago, because around six months ago, Impact started to get their stuff together, you know, their their business back in order and do things, I think, in a proper fashion, utilizing more independent talents than WWE washouts or burnouts or, or cast offs. Yeah, cast offs. Yeah, thanks. Um, if it was a year ago, I could see him showing up in Impact. I 
don't know if I'd see that now. I guess it's possible. Yeah, he's still relatively young, I think. Yeah, he is. I mean, especially given what we just saw in his mask with Daniel Bryan, there's some potential there. It's probably t- it's probably tempting for some people in Impact to want to bring him back. Like I said, certainly 12 months ago, this would be a lock. Oh, yeah. It would be a lock. Yeah, in three months, we'd see him on Impact. But given what we've seen on Impact with Don Callis seemingly wanting to bring in guys – Names more along the lines of what you'd see on high-profile independent shows. Then again, they do want to put the belt on uh, Alberto El Patron. Again, very charming guy in person. Not sure if Big Cass is that. But uh, but no, it is kind of interesting also. Uh, so I don't know where he's going to land. I honestly don't know. I don't know if he has interest. Maybe he'll go back to med school. He was pre-med. He's a smart guy. Yeah. yeah he's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, so that could be the case. Um, just kind of interesting, though. Carmella was introduced as Enzo's hairstylist she became their manager now she's smackdown women's champion doing really good work and both enzo and Cass are out of the business it's a weird business it really is it's a a really weird business moving on number seven seven hey yo so this is actually kind of a joint injury it's scott hall and mr perfect forget to do a mr perfect picture oh you didn't use the one i made one of both of them oh you did yeah i told you that oops Anyways, it's supposed to be Scott Hall and uh, Mr. Perfect because they were both released roughly around the same time, May of 2002. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Perfect's release stemmed from The Plane Ride from Hell. Yes. Uh, a legendary voyage from, uh, uh, I think it's a, a, a... Mr. Perfect and Scott Hall. There you go. Um, flight coming back from Insurrection 2002. So they're flying from Britain back mm-hmm. to the States. Right, right. Seven-hour right. flight. Yeah. Apparently full of, of drunken uh, hijinks. Um, that's not going to fit on there. Sure, it looks great. Yeah. Um, apparently, Scott Hall slept through everything, so the, the reason for his termination was not necessarily because of anything that happened on that flight. Right. Um, but just in general, I guess his, uh, his uh, you know, he wasn't really in the best of shape during the United Kingdom tour. Yeah. He has his own history of substance abuse issues, mm-hmm. which I guess could have played um, into it somewhat. But uh, Mr. Perfect was definitely released because of the plane ride from hell because he challenged uh, Brock Lesnar to a wrestling match yeah. while on the plane. Ooh. And uh, Lesnar obliged. They started uh, wrestling in the aisle, had to be broken up. Um, and uh, I, I'm guessing like the moment the plane landed, he was fired could you imagine like trying to break up a brock lesnar fight yeah like a no. wrestling match where you're all like intertwined and stuff i don't think about that man that'd be terrifying especially on a plane man wrestlers are crazy or at least they used to be i couldn't see that kind of stuff happening now man they were just off their rocker back then oh yeah <laughs> any event yeah scott all and mr perfect these are fairly shocking man they were pretty big names yeah you know this is 2002 this is this was uh what may 2002 so this is shortly after wrestlemania 18 mm-hmm, yeah when uh scott hall had just faced uh stone cold yeah and then if you look at nash afterwards like i think we only watched a pay-per-view or a raw or something after that Nash looks really dejected. He's like, man, my best friend's gone. And then, like, they had that weird NWO with, like, Booker T and Big Show. And, and HBK was involved. HBK and, and X-Pac. X-Pac. It was all weird. And Nash was just checked out. And it was, it was kind of, it was cool seeing Mr. Perfect back in the WWE, mm-hmm. you know, after a, a, a relatively successful 
first tenure there. I mean, that Mr. Perfect character was great. That video package of him doing oh, everything. Oh, man, yeah, perfectly. for sure. Yeah, well, he had a great showing at that year's Rumble. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, yeah, you know, you can come back. You literally look the exact same yeah. as you did. Yeah, well, I found that picture of my yeah. cast that I can't tell if it's from the... 91 the, or 91 2002. or 2002, yeah. Yeah, he looked the exact same. Um, so anyways, yeah, moving on. Number six. Six. Buff Bagwell. This is a funny story. Yeah, so pretty much stemmed from a match. He had to match <laughs> against Booker T. That was supposed to be like WCW's grand unveiling. <laughs> Their showcase match. On WWE television after, of course, WWE bought WCW. And it was a stinker. Yeah. It was a lousy match. I remember watching it. Yeah, big fat turd of a match. It was not good. No. Um, uh, of course, Buff was never really known to be the best wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, blockbuster is a cool finishing move, however. It is a cool move. Um, this was this Buff Bagwell and this match was indicative of just how bungled the invasion angle really was. Yes. Um, and it's fascinating right now. So, like, I don't know if you've noticed or how, or how close you pay attention to these, but. Um, the original plans for WCW have kind of been outlined as Dave Meltzer uploads the digital versions of the newsletter oh, yeah, these yeah. days. Because right now he's right. He's in like summer of 2001. And so just a couple of weeks ago, he uploaded uh, the version that talked about, or, you know, he talked about WCW going under, what their plans are for WCW. Originally, it was supposed to be like super late night on Saturday for like an hour. Hmm. And, you know, how it's basically a... a the, the entire thing as planned was an awful proposition because it's like, well, they don't really have any of the bigger names. And then if you just bring over some of the WWF names, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to be WCW. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also around that time is just when ratings started to just completely tank because there wasn't, because there wasn't the competition, the WCW fans didn't all just flock to WWE. They just kind of stopped watching. They just stopped watching. And so you didn't have people flipping channels to and fro you know, a couple million more people watching because of WCW. So it was all interesting stuff. And this match was just indicative of just how bad it was. Like you said, it was supposed to be a showcase match. They changed the logo to this really generic yeah. WCW logo. It was terrible. Um, and then they had, they sort of turned, I think, was it like the last hour of that episode of Raw was all WCW? I think it was something like that. Like they changed the watermark to be WCW. Oh, and they had, I think, like a, maybe a cruiserweight match, like Kidman and, I don't know, Helms or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then the main event was Booker T versus Buff Bagwell. And, of course, Buff Bagwell was never a main eventer in WCW. Booker T was. Yeah. But it's like they didn't have guys like Scott Steiner, Hulk Hogan, Goldberg. They didn't mm -hmm. have those mm -hmm. guys. DDP. DDP. Sting. Yeah. So it's like without those guys, what are you even doing? Mm -hmm. um, they're putting on a crap match is what happened. Yeah. And so, um, so it was the the following week at the Raw tapings in July 9th, Atlanta. Um, he gets the arena. Buff does, mm -hmm. and he's told that he's being let go. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, this is uh, according to uh, sources. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he's being released because of uh, uh, complaints about his attitude. Bad attitude. Wasn't there also a story, and I'm not going to give the details because I don't remember them, but I thought there was like some uh, backstage shenanigans or like something at like uh, the Performance Center, but I don't know. Somewhere there was like a fight. Well, it mentions here an altercation with Shane Helms. Shane Helms, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. So that might have played into it too. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, is it on? Oh, here we go. Jan oh, no, January 1st. I wanted. It's July 1st is July the match 1st. between uh, Buff and Booker T. It was July 1st? Yeah. 2001? Yeah. 7-1-2001. 
Buff Bagwell. And then on July 9th. Oh, sorry. July 2nd. Oh, July 2nd. Sorry, that's episode of Raw. I want to see if I'm right about that. Because I remember I thought they uh, rebranded it for like the last hour or something. So I'm kind of curious. Oh, here we go. Results from July 2nd, 2001. Results. Uh, really? Oh, it did that thing. Ugh. Here, I'll look it up. What the heck? Just all fell apart right there on me. Uh, two. So seven, two. Yes, sorry. Riveting countdown YouTubing right here. There we go. There we go. I think I, I, think I was wrong about it. Yeah. That was Booker the only T, WCW event. Okay. I thought they had done like the whole thing, but I guess not. Mm-mm. Maybe there's something else I'm thinking of. Interesting. Nope. Goes to show how much I know. Anyways. Moving on. Number five. Five. Austin Aries. So this is pretty surprising. Austin yeah. Aries was just coming off a, a pretty fun feud against Neville. Yeah. Um, he never picked up the Cruiserweight Championship, which we thought several times he probably could and should have, although mm-hmm. um, uh, the work Neville did afterwards was outstanding. Yes. Um, they teased some sort of program between Austin Aries and Jack Gallagher, which we speculated ended up being the Brian Kendrick-Jack Gallagher uh, mm-hmm. partnership eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but on July 7th, 2017, Aries was released. Yeah. Um, and uh, there were some uh, rumors that, uh, you know, that he was upset about um, his, his role in the company, the, being left off the WrestleMania DVD and not getting the royalties um, from those DVD sales, that he was a bit of a handful backstage. Yeah. Um, and didn't he, he cut a promo at a House of Hardcore show? He cut a really long promo at, uh, yeah, at a House of Hardcore show. Like, it was the first time he showed up after uh, his release. Um, where he sort of transitioned to this, the truth gimmick and he's sort of coming clean to everybody and coming clean to himself and looking in the mirror type thing um, where he talked about essentially um, the rumors of him being difficult to work with were true and he was his own worst enemy type thing and he's going to start you know, b- being honest with himself about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and uh, and it, it seems to have paid off and, and during, you know, since then. Because he's the current Impact uh, World Champion, um, he's, he's known champion as, like everywhere. He's known as the Belt Collector, so he has like a ton of belts. Yeah, um, not you know, championship. Belts, yes, right, exactly. Like championship titles. Yes, yeah. um, and uh, he's putting on some fantastic matches still. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seen and he seems to be pretty happy. Yeah, um, I would not rule out. I wouldn't preclude uh, another run with WWE. No, I wouldn't either. Um, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean. You know, did he belong on 205 Live? I'm not sure. I think he, you know, boosted the profile of 205 Live immensely. Oh, yeah. But, you know, is that the place where he wants to be? Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Anyways, Austin Aries, pretty shocking. Yeah, it was. It kind of came out of nowhere because it seemed like he was going to be one of the cornerstones of the Cruiserweight division. Well, we thought he was going to be champion. We yeah. thought he was going to pick his t- that title up in any of the three matches he had yeah. with Neville. Number four. Four. Daniel Bryan. Oh, dear. Of course, his release back in 2010 stemmed from that incident. Yeah. You see there, him choking out Justin Roberts. It happened yeah. on the June 7th, 2010 edition of Monday Night Raw, um, where uh, it was a John Cena-CM Punk match, and the Nexus came out, destroyed everything, destroyed the ring, right. destroyed Cena, destroyed Punk, and then uh, Daniel Bryan decided to destroy Justin Roberts there. It was a fairly shocking moment. It yeah. was a very – it was like prime Nexus. It was like the first thing we saw of them was the best thing we ever yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then after that, I was imagine. Uh, in the, oh, sorry. In a matter of two months later, uh, they were completely and utterly buried by John Cena. Golly. But anyways, um, just a few days after this, on June 11th, uh, WWE released, fired Daniel Bryan mm. due to that, mm. saying that uh, that incident was too violent for their television. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan uh, apparently said that uh, WWE apologized to him for that release. Um, saying that they had, quote, sponsors they had to deal with. Mm-hmm. They brought him back a couple months later. Um, came back around the time of SummerSlam in 2010. So he wasn't gone for very long. No. Um, nonetheless, pretty shocking when you have this young, up-and-coming superstar get cut, get released um, for, if you, I mean, I granted, I haven't seen that incident in a while. Yeah. But I feel like there's stuff, it seems like it's no more violent than a lot of stuff that still happens. Well, yeah, but that that looked really bad. Oh, it did? Okay. Well, and also, uh, Roberts talked about it after the fact, and apparently he was pretty scared. Oh, uh, was he unaware that was going to happen? Yeah, okay, so I th- I'm pretty sure he said that, yeah, he was unaware that oh, was going to okay, happen. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that changes things. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure that's the case. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Or at least sure. he was unaware that it was going to that, go that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I right, think it well, was that. that changes things. Then. Yeah. Uh, still, I mean... Yeah, that's, it was just a weird story. Mm-hmm. Like, they fire him and then bring him back, and he's, like, working for the op, for the other team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because storyline-wise, they kick him out of the Nexus to explain why he's gone from television. Oh, yeah, so I guess it made sense for him to show up, like, at Cena's side or whatever it yeah. was. Um, I always thought it was funny. So, like, that was well before I really was aware that Daniel Bryan was, like, a special talent. I yeah. was, like, half paying attention to what the Nexus was and all that kind of stuff. I was just, like, I saw a lot of faces... And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so when like he got fired, I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. I don't know who I don't know who that guy is. Um, and then he came back to much fanfare, and I was like, oh, cool. I don't know who that guy is still. <laughs> I think a year later he was he uh, cashed in money in the bank was world heavyweight champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he look he made his. It's funny too to go back and watch it. Like his very first promo. On NXT. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's there. Oh, it's there. It's totally there. It's all there. And, of course, you go back and watch it. The funny thing is, I do actually remember um, uh, my buddy uh, Ben Miller, who did um, some commentary for the uh, Kansas City uh, NWL before they folded. Um, He was a Ring of Honor guy before all that stuff. And so, ugh. That's rough. Yeah, that is rough. That's so rough. Could you imagine, like, not knowing when he's going to freaking let go? Yeah, I know. Because it doesn't take long. No, it doesn't. All right. <laughs> to, get to, to black That's out. That's pretty rough. Um, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it. And so I'm pretty sure I saw, like, at least part of a Brian Danielson match before all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when he showed up as, as Daniel Bryan, I'm, I don't remember, but I don't remember being, like, connecting the dots and being like, oh, that's that dude. So, I don't know. That's what I get for not paying attention. Moving along, number three. Three. Mr. Kennedy! Kennedy! This is funny to think about how he lost his money in the big briefcase. We thought Baron Corbett was humiliated. I know! Mr. Kennedy was really humiliated. Like, uh, several seconds of goading by Edge. And then, you and then a squash it. match. And then squash match. And you lose it. So anyways, Mr. Kennedy was released May 29th, 2009, shortly after return, I think, from injury. Um, and then uh, in an interview with WrestleZone, this is how Mr. Kennedy explained his release. Apparently, uh, he says that Randall Orton went to WWE management and complained um, that uh, Mr. Kennedy 
was uh, not a safe worker. Unsafe. Um, saying that a, a, a backdrop caused uh, Orton some sort of uh, back issues, neck mm-hmm. issues, because mm-hmm. it was poorly executed. Yeah. And that uh, Orton went to his friend, John Cena, and had Cena complain as well. That's a man. You, the, the odds are stacked against you if you have the two biggest names in the company, Orton and Cena. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to lose? Uh-uh. No. Oh, you're gone, man. You're gone. Um, so, yeah, he landed in uh, uh, TNA. TNA, yes. Yeah, had a decent career there. Yeah. Um, it, it's just interesting to see how quickly he fell from presumptive world champion by being a main of the bank contract winner. Well, he was going to be a McMahon. He was going to be the illegitimate son of Vince McMahon. Yeah. And, uh, and then they didn't do that, and so they did, like, Hornswoggle or something. But, uh, yeah, like, talk about such a weird, like, yeah, he was supposed to be hot, hot shit, and then, like, he wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was a matter of a couple of years from winning money in the bank to not having a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. In any event, like, that was kind of during the time I wasn't really watching much. There are two, there are two guys that I look at as sort of being the epitome of wrestlers that were around when I wasn't really watching that much, Mr. Kennedy and MVP. I never liked MVP's ring attire. And that to me was everything. I was like, if I can't even, if I find your ring attire so off-putting, I didn't get what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like half like football training gear and half wrestling singlet. Cause he had long sleeves, mm-hmm. like a, like completely covered, but then singlet. And he had a zipper. And he had a zipper, and like the football tape stuff on the uh, under the eyes, and then football gloves. This it's not football. No, it's professional wrestling. Well, football players don't wear anything that looks anything remotely close to that. And I never liked that he was brought in as like a blue chipper, like oh this hot free agent. I'm like I've never heard of him. Granted, I didn't know dick about the indie scene, but I never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, I always bug me, too. I'm like, what, why is he great? I don't really see it. Like, give me, like, the Mr. Perfect introduction where I get video vignettes of why he's yeah. a hot free agent. Yeah, yeah, he, like, excels at everything. Show me some video vignettes of MVP, like, doing behind-the-back basketball yeah, 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 hoops. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then no I'm look, into No it. look swishes. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought it was confusing, the football thing. MVP. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I'll tell you, man. I don't know, man. Just wasn't I'll tell you. It. Wasn't into it. All right. That's fair. Wasn't shocked when he was released or just, I don't know. What, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Disappeared. Number two. Two. Jeff Hardy. So is that even Jeff Hardy? Yeah. That's doesn't from, even look like it's him. It's from 2003. That's so weird. Why is his face puffy? Because he's young. I guess so. Anyways. Very young, apparently. Well, um, probably what, in his early 20s. So, yeah. This is in 2003. Um, he was released April 22nd, 2003. Um, due to uh, erratic behavior, um, some substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he wouldn't go to rehab. Yeah. Um, so, as a result, you know, he Jeez. wasn't showing up to work. He's your age. On t- He's my age. So, in 2003, he would have been 25 or 26. Gee, well, um, he's, already, only, he's only 40? Huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So yeah, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, you no, know they are same age. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't showing up to work. When he was at work, the performance wasn't up to snuff. Yeah, and so they let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess shortly after he kind of started his his singles run, because I guess it was around two thousand two he had that match against Undertaker for the mm-hmm. undisputed title. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so a matter of just about a year yeah. of, uh, of being a solo, a solo star, he got released. Yeah, but then he was back relatively yeah, he, soon he, after that. Yeah, he wrestled some in Ring of Honor, I want to say. Ring of Honor, Indie Circuit. Uh, let's see here. And then, oh, TNA from 2004 to 2006. So about three years later, he came back. And then, yeah, in 2006, he came back. August 2006, he came back. And he stuck around for three more years, and then he was gone again. Yeah. Imagine between working the WWE schedule, which is, you know, taxing enough. Fairly grueling. The style he worked was extremely taxing, I'm guessing. Yeah. And if you have any sorts of, you know, substance abuse issues, it's going to compound everything. Um, so... You know, if they thought we got to let him go so he can get his his life back together, mm-hmm. it would, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they issued a, a release. You know, I, you know, like today when they release somebody, it's pretty standard what they say. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of two or you know, one or two sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would ever expound if they did expound upon it. Uh, you know, back in two thousand three, I'm guessing no. Yeah. Um, but if that was their motivation, it makes sense. Because um, they brought him back. You know, three years later. Yeah, it was obvious they really, really, really liked him mm-hmm. because man, they yeah they gave him a lot of chances, and you know he's still he's still he's the U.S. champion right now. Yeah, you I know? need to, I want to watch that that Hardy's twenty four they just put out because I heard it's really really know, good, and too. they don't shy away from covering any of the uh, mm-hmm. any of the stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there's a big fat ad for the Global Wrestling Network in there too. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me at all. Anyways, let's move on to number one. One number one, Kurt Angle. So he was. One of the top guys in the entire company. Oh yeah. When he was, uh, he asked for his release mm-hmm. in 2006. Yeah, big time. Um, just because, again, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He had his own, you know, kind of substance issues as well, as my understanding. It's kind of surprising that they haven't implemented some. So they have the wellness policy, right? It's kind of surprising they don't have a take a timeout policy. I know because so many of these guys like CM Punk is the last sort of famously big name to do this. Just they get burnt out. Yeah. They're just burnt out and they need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. But so often it ends up going down like this with Kurt Angle, like with CM Punk, where he needed to take time off. He was working hurt. Um, he says severely hurt on some occasions. Well, I mean, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, broken freaking neck. And then, of course, um, did did he have substance abuse issues at the time as well? He may or have, that yeah. happen later? Okay. Um, and so I, I do remember distinctly, you know, he asked for his release. He got it. And uh, and it wasn't, like, wasn't it like weeks later that TNA announced that they had signed him? And yeah. so he kind of pulled a bit of a fast one on the WWE. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he had, like, a massive career what's up so uh this is an interview with the fix or an article about kurt angle from 2017 they're talking about his drug addiction he said he began this is from this article he began taking vicodin after undergoing neck surgery in 2003 and consumed 65 pills a day oh i remember hearing at his worst Yeah, that's horrible so he got clean in 2013 yeah man that is rough um i was gonna see the timeline on him uh that's heading, crazy. Heading to uh, heading to TNA. Let's see here. World Heavyweight Champion. Angle uh, wrestled his last match in an ECW taping on August 8th against Sabu. That was in 2006. Uh, oh, my gosh. 
And then September 24th, the announcement was made. So that was like... Wow, that was less than a month. No, it was just over a month. It was oh, August, sorry, sorry. August 8th to September 24th. Wow. So he wrestled his last match. And then he oh, but he was released from WWE on August 25th of 2006. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So yeah, wow. Yeah, literally less than a month, September 24th. This is interesting. This is from the same thing from The Fix. Um, they ask uh, about uh, WWE um, you know, uh, eating a little off of rehab to uh, talents who have had substance abuse issues. And Kurt Angle says, quote, I was wrestling for another company at the time, TNA, and they still paid for my rehab. Wow. They contacted me about it, not the other way around. Wow. I didn't even know that was possible until my manager brought up, so I commend them for that. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Good for the WWE. Um, so, yeah, and of course, Kurt Angle right now. I um, mean, last we saw him, he said, this is a runaway train. And yeah. He ran away. So hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, I think he will. Uh, on Raw next week. He's the current general manager. He's doing a great job. Oh, heck he's yes. Doing, he's doing shoot a good job. Kayfabe, he's a terrible general oh, manager. Oh, I know. He's but awful. he's an entertaining general manager. He's very entertaining, exactly. And, man, he got judo thrown to hell by oh, Ronda Rousey. And that was beautiful. That was fantastic. In any event, those are the top ten most shocking releases from the WWE. Uh, it's all good stuff. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.